Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another great episode. My name is Omar. My name is Juan. And we are back at it again with another great episode. We are talking about parents today. Parents. What can you say about them? Exactly what I was going to say, too. What can you say about them, <laughs> right? You love them, you hate them, you don't want them sometimes, and you need them sometimes. What can, what, what can you do without them, right? Your parents. Yep. Um, the reason that I wanted to bring this up was because, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, like, building yourself up and being a good person, um, you know, getting after it, going through things, how to build yourself up, how to break yourself down, to build yourself back up, you know, all these cool things and topics. And, you know, through a lot of the recent events in my life, I've uh, started to kind of reflect and realize, you know, I've been very fortunate to have good role models in my life, right? Because of my parents, I was able to still come out okay for the most part, right? Had I had any less or lower, uh, how would I say it? If my parents had put any less attention into my life, I probably wouldn't have come out the way I am, right? Even with my own mistakes and everything that I've done, um, I came out okay. You know, I consider myself a good person. I try to do my best to to do my part right to kind of help other people, and uh, and yeah, just kind of retracing my steps and uh, doing some inner reflecting. I was like, you know, when I really break it down, it's like, yeah, I, I exist. I'm a I'm a decent person, but chasing it further deep back into time, this has has almost nothing to do with me. This was before I was even born, right? This was my parents. And what they stood for and their parents' parents and their parents' parents, right? Like you chase it back and back and back in time to the point where you are now, right? And uh, and yeah, it's just kind of fascinating to me. I was like, you know, it, it, it makes you feel kind of like wholesome, you know? It's like, wow, like there's a bigger thing out there. It's a bigger picture, right? It's not just you living in this moment. It's all the people that came before you, right? All these traditions and this whole legacy, right? That your name carries, your last name, right? time after time after time to the point where you are now, right now. You're like, wow, that's crazy. And so, I don't know. That's basically where I'm coming from. And, you know, we'll, we'll get more into specific details as the episode continues. But um, I think it's just kind of fascinating, you know. It's like, damn. When you really think about it, it's like how many, how many people there are in this world and how many generations. And, you know, it's just so crazy, right? <laughs> what's the crazy part just think about it like life itself is is crazy the fact that we get to experience this right but the fact that we're here because of our parents and the fact that their our parents are here because of their parents and you start tracing it backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards you know the family tree and it's mm -hmm. like it just starts expanding and expanding and expanding right because for you and myself it's like you have your mom and your dad right but then for your mom and your dad they each have their own mom and dad right? There's four more people there. And then for those people, it's like another, you know, it's just, it keeps multiplying. It's just insane to me. It's like, mm -hmm. wow, I'm really out here. You know? <laughs> You're surprised that this is really hilarious. To me. This just seems like, uh, it's just like evolution as opposed to me. I mean, yeah. um, I suppose the same reason why people are like blown away by evolution pretty similar thing where you have branches of different species merging into another species and to another species and so on and so on and so forth. That's why people have like these ideas that 
there's an intelligent design, an intelligent creator that made us, right? Because we're so complex. I mean, our brains, our eyes, our hands, all of this like system, like how can that happen? Um, but you stretch it over millions and millions and millions of years and you're like, oh, okay. So it actually happened pretty slow, right? And I think it's a similar thing with families where mm -hmm. you think and you look like, oh, how that family get there? Well, they started off slow and then they picked it up and a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, same thing with... Um, Right, rich families, like how do they amount their wealth? Some guy 100, 200 years ago opened up a little cart and then he moved on to selling something else and he bought a steel company and then he did this and he became this. And right, like the Rockefeller family, right? Everyone knows the Rockefeller name. Like, they're still mm -hmm. millionaires. I think they're, I'm pretty sure they're like billionaires. Um, and think about how long that wealth has lasted. So. Yeah, I think I'm less surprised by it and just more like, yep, that's a... Uh, Makes sense. That's how time works. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm, uh, I've been listening to too much Joe Rogan and I'm, I'm starting to be like, yeah, man, we're all just chimps. <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's we're definitely not chimps. wrong. But it's funny when, uh, I mean, everybody has different points of view and opinions, but when you look at it, yeah, you could look at it from the scientific point of view, right? And you're like, yeah. It makes sense. But looking at it aside from that, and you're like, you right now in this moment, the fact that you're feeling, the fact that you're seeing, right? You're, you're, you have emotion attached to, to your experiences. Like you're looking to the left, you're looking to the right. I'm like, wow, I felt, I felt my body move, right? It's like all these things are just so crazy to me. I guess these are things that are overlooked sometimes, you know, because you got your job, you got to go do things that you don't want to do, or you just, you know, have a schedule and you're just kind of like on your bike or you're going to run on a run on a walk, whatever. And you're just kind of out of it. Right. Like you're not really in that moment. But then when you have the time and you just kind of like, look at everything, you're like, this is something beautiful. Like this is life. Like this is something that you can't really fathom. You can't really explain. Right. It's a unique experience, unique to us, unique to each and every one of us. It's a beautiful thing. And you can trace that back to your parents. Right. Because at one point in time, yeah. there was two people that decided, hey, we feel so much love for each other that we'd like to do something with that love. We'd like to procreate. And then there's a baby. Teaching people how sex happens. Hey, man, I was trying to avoid that Fuck. word, man. I don't want to get our, our video taken down. All right. All right. Go ahead. Keep it PG thirteen. But yeah, you know, it's like think about it. There's a there's a whole process to being born before you're actually born, right? People discussing, people meeting, people liking each other, right? Feeling these nice emotions for one another, affection. There's appeal there, and they're like, you know what? Let's let's do something about this, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's hard for me to follow where you're going with this. Here, you're, you're either really philosophical or feeling something else today because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not catching your drift. I'm just saying. Point is, it leads to a baby, you know. It leads to you being born. It leads to me being yeah. born. It leads to your neighbor being born. To the people that you grew up with being born, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, you'll have your struggles in life. And we've talked about that. You go through things, different phases of life. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, I think a beautiful thing that, you know, you can trace that back to your parents, 
right? Oftentimes when, like I was explaining to you before the episode, like when I want to really get to know certain people, like sometimes I just kind of look at their parents, right? It's like you could immediately connect things to people's parents. Like the way that they are, the way they communicate, the way they think, you know, a lot of those things, it's kind of like a pattern. It gets passed on time and time, you know, and that goes for the positive and the negative things. There's things that, that I have that I can trace back to my mom. There's things that I have that I can trace back to my dad. You know, when I go with a family or to certain family events, I almost always remember since a little kid, people being like, Oh, look, you're just like your dad, you know? And, and you know, you're like a little kid, you're like, what? And like, you look at your dad, he's got a mustache. And I'm like, well, I don't have a mustache. Like, how do, how do you see my dad? Right. But then you grow up and you're like, Oh, I get it now. Like, I totally see that. I see the connection. You know, like when people have like a baby, like, Oh, it looks just like the mother. And you're like, what? Like, it's, it's a bald baby. Like, where do you see that? Like, you know, like, you don't understand until you're older and then you like realize like, Oh, I get it. There's like a genuine connection there, you know? And you know, with time that baby grows and it's a young kid. And I mean, you think about it, this baby is around its parents all day, right? Every day, you know, for the first few years of its life, of course it's going to resemble its parents, right? Like why would you expect any less? And when it's in its teen years, I think that's why we all go through a phase where it's like, we want to get away from our parents, right? Because up until that point, You've been so consumed with your parents and being with them, you know, going up and down everywhere, going on trips, family events. And it's like, then you go to the phase like, no, leave me alone. I want to be in my room all day, you know? And it's like, you're trying to find a deeper meaning to yourself, a deeper truth. You're trying to get away from your parents, ironically, right? You go through that phase and then you grow up and then you're like, oh, no, no, I want to reconnect with my parents now. I love them again, right? And it's all these funny things that people go through, but it genuinely revolves around your parents in your earlier years, you know, and then you become an adult, you move on with life and whatnot. But then you find yourself, as we've discussed, wanting to find the time to be with your parents, you know, because that's reality. You know, life isn't, isn't going to be around forever, right? We only have so much time on this, on this uh, planet and you get busier, you become an adult, you get a job, a career, you have payments, you have bills, you have places to be, right? And you're like, damn, I want to spend more time with my parents. But then you can't. And it's just so funny how life works. You go through the different phases, you know? You're young. You're with them all the time. Then you're a teenager. You want to be away from them all the time. You want to be only with your friends. And then you grow up. And you're like, all you want to do is be with your parents again. But then you just can't find the time, you know? And, of course, we're speaking about this from the perspective of having parents, being, you know, a son, Right? We don't, we aren't, we're not, you know, we're not parents ourselves, right? But we just kind of wanted to talk about it from this perspective is like what it means to us to have these, these, uh, these parents in our life, right? These mentors, what role they play for us, um, you know, what they've taught us, what they do for us, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's more of an appreciation episode for parents as well, you know, because oftentimes you, I think sometimes you tend to, be angry at your parents, you know, because of the lack of certain things in your life or certain, you know, excess in your life, you, you tend to blame your parents, but I think it's an immature way of, of thinking, you know, a lot of people want to victimize themselves and, and blame their parents and say, Oh, this is that, this and that. But I'm like, there's a lot of things to be thankful for, you know? Um, 
you know, Juan, I consider some, I consider Juan a great person, a great friend, you know, I've met your mom and she's a great person too. And I'm like, that makes sense. You know? And I, <laughs> I would do hope know. That, <laughs> I yeah. do know. Omar, I do know. <laughs> yes, I do know. Yeah. And I am I, a good person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I would hope that people would think the same if they were to meet my parents. Like, oh, I see the connection there, you know? Like, it's just, you know, you got to be grateful for that. You got to be grateful for it. That's true. Um, first, I do know. I do know what you you're know. talking about. Because you can, like you said, you, you can always trace certain aspects, I think, of yourself and your friends to their parents. I also think that there's a lot that you can't trace um, because... Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are very clear things that I can tell that I got from my mom, like some of my work ethic. Mm -hmm. um, I exaggerate sometimes that I get from my mom. I know um, <laughs> I, I yeah. really love like food. I love cooking. I love eating food. Uh, that's the main thing that she's always told me, like never skimp out on money for food, like enjoy it. You don't know when you're going to die. So out of all like my expenditures, when I'm trying to save up money, when I'm trying to you know, invest and, and, and accumulate a little bit of like a rainy day fund, whatever it is, mm -hmm. the main obstacle is always like, I'm going out to eat. I'm going out to eat and I'm going out to get drinks and boom, there go $50. There go a hundred dollars. There go $150. Like, Damn. Shit. There, there's money. Um, but at the same time, there are a lot of things that Ooh. I don't think if anyone sort of looked at my mom, they'd be like, yeah, like that's, there's a direct connection there. And I think that that happens in, in, in certain rare scenarios. I think for the most part, what you're saying is, is pretty true. Like children typically are like an almost exact mirror image of their parents. But I'm curious when exactly is the case where the children are not like their parents, when the children are the opposite, for example, of their parents. I'm not the opposite of my parents, but I know for a fact, like, for example, a very clear example is like, someone who had abusive parents, someone who had parents who drank a lot, someone who had just shitty parents, or maybe someone who didn't have parents at all. Mm. And they grow up and they had, uh, you know, they themselves become amazing parents or they themselves never touch, you know, never consumed a drop of alcohol or drugs or anything of that sort. And they become mm -hmm. a complete opposite of that person. So whereas if you saw their parents, you would never ever think like that, that person, that guy, that girl, that person in general is related to them. That's their son or, or their daughter or whatever it is, their child. And again, I don't think I'm, I'm that like away from my mom, but I definitely know that there are things that I am different from her because she points it out all the time. She's like, <laughs> I, I never think like that. She's like, I, I never thought like that. Like, things, simple things like that are simple for me, like working out every day. Um, this urgency mm. that I have that I always say, like we're dying. Like I tell her all the time, like, <laughs> she's like, what do you want to do this, this and that? Like, why, like, why'd you ask for a raise? Like so quickly, I'm like, mom, I'm dying. And obviously she's like, don't mom, say that. We're dying. <laughs> obviously she's like, don't say that. But I'm like, listen to me. Like, I'm not saying it in terms of like, trying to make you sad or anything of that sort, but I, I literally am dying. Like every second I'm older than I previously was. And with every single one of those seconds, I mean, I know the biology, I know the science behind it. You're just becoming older. Your yeah. memory is becoming worse. Your 
physical bodies becoming worse, so on and so forth. And that's not even taken into account. Like if you cross the road and you get run over and you die there, right? I'm right. just saying if I live to 70 or, or, or 80, whatever it is, what is that on my life? 55 mm -hmm. years that I have left. And I know for a fact that those just fly by. And all of a sudden I'm 70 years old. All of a sudden I'm 80 years old. And I just don't want life to move that quick without me doing things. So again, that's something that my mom does not sort of agree with me on. She's mm -hmm. very much about like, Hey, take it easy. One step at a time. Don't trip up. She wants me to be safe. Um, but you know, the work ethic is there. I think I've taken it to a bigger, maybe not a bigger extent. Cause we were talking about the other day, she was used to work like overtime, like 13 or 15 hours a day, like seven yeah. days a week, pretty much. And I'm glad she brought that up because it humbled me. I was like, damn. I mean, I do work a lot and I have been working out for whatever, 200 something days. But like, and it's not like to compare, but like, damn, like I've never worked 13 hour overtime, you know, 13 hours of overtime, like 15 hours of total time. Like I've genuinely never done that. Right? Yeah. So yeah, there are certain things that rub off on you from your parents. Like you said, some things are positive, some things are negative, but. I think more than anything, really what matters is like, what do you, what you do with it? Right. Cause for yeah. example, not to throw my sisters under the bus, but sometimes they're like, well, I do this because it's the way you taught me. My mom always says, says the mm. smartest things like, oh, so you only take the bad things from me, huh? What about the good things? <laughs> it's like, yeah. boom, exactly. Checkmate. <laughs> Check fucking mate. You know, so it's, yeah. it's important to acknowledge, not just like, oh, well, my dad and my parents and my mom did this. And well, now I drink because they drink. Like, right, right. Just like that? Like, you're just going to fucking go into it? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And what about all yeah. the good things, right? Like, your work mm -hmm. ethic. Like, you're empathetic. You're kind to people. Did you mm -hmm. just develop that? You came out of the womb, like, offering someone a dollar on the street? <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you came out the womb with a dollar. <laughs> with one dollar. Yeah. Like, no, nah, dude, you developed that. So it's Absolutely. important to acknowledge both sides of it, I think. Not just yeah. one side and also... You know, again, make your life your own, regardless of how right. your parents were. Yeah, well, let me bring it back to the point that you're talking about. Like, at what point you kind of disconnect from your parents, or you you try to at least. Um, I I do think for the majority of people, and I don't want to make like a a statement saying that everybody's like this, but I think for the majority of people, it does happen in your teen years. You know, when you're like middle school, high school, because that's when you start to you know, go through puberty, you start to develop your hormones and you start to look at other kids and like, oh, wow, that kid looks kind of like good looking. Right. Um, and through all that, you also try to become more individualistic. You don't want to be like everybody else. Right. You want to find yourself. You know, that's why you'll see kids dyeing their hair crazy colors and wearing, you know, crazy outfits, you know, because this is who I am. This is my identity. Right. And by doing so, it's like they also find themselves trying to disconnect from the image of their parents, right? Like, oh, I don't want to be like that. I'm my own person. And then your parents will like right. kind of look at you and laugh at you like, okay, sure thing. Yeah, but I'll drop you off at school though. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. sure. You're Mr. Individual. You're Mr. You know, independent over here, but don't worry. I'll drop you off at school. Right. And that was definitely the case for me. Um, the funny thing for me though, is like, I was very resentful as a younger kid because Either Towards the lack of, yeah, 
because either the lack of certain things when I compare myself to other kids, right? Um, you know, it's it's almost like foreign to me because so much time has passed by since and I don't feel like this at all anymore. But there was a lot of resentment, you know, like, why can't I be like this? Or why can't I do that? Um, as I remember now, a lot of that had to do with freedom. That was always a major thing for me. It's like not being able to go out into the world, not being able to just walk to school, right? Because um, from our house to the schools that I go to or went to, I mean, it's they're fairly close. It's very much a walking distance, you know. But my parents would never let me walk. And they would always give me rides. They'd always pick me up. They'd always drop me off. And it'd be embarrassing to me sometimes. Like, oh, here comes my dad, you know, like uh, in the work truck or in this old white van that we had or, or in the old little Honda that my mom had. And it was just going to be embarrassing to me. Like, oh, I don't want to be seen with my parents, right? And there'd be a lot of resentment there, embarrassment and all this, like, I don't know, just weird things, right? Um, and so that's kind of where I think I try to disconnect from them. But little did I know. I would come back doubling down, trying to reinforce the things that they had taught me later on, you know, uh, definitely the positive things. Um, you know, of course there's probably some negative things too. I don't really tend to think about those, but like, say what, like, for example, what you were saying is like, you didn't, you tend to exaggerate certain things. I definitely do that too. Um, there's this whole like anxiety. It's a that thing. Yeah, I think you could call it that exaggerating. Yeah. Because we're great storytellers. Yeah. You know, what, what Mexican uncle do you know that could not be a comedian? Right. It's like when you get to like family parties or family gatherings, it's like, you literally feel like you're at a comedy festival. Cause everybody's just like telling the best stories and everybody's laughing and rolling over and dying, you know, like, Oh my God, what, you know, yeah. and it'll be the craziest story. And then your aunt or somebody else will be like, ah, it isn't mentiroso. Eso no pasó. Or like, ah, you're such a liar. That didn't happen. Then, and it's like the truth comes out. You're like, Oh, but it was still funny though, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, maybe that is a, a Mexican thing, but like, say for my mom, I, uh, I connect a lot of like this, like anxious feelings that I get sometimes from her. Um, as I was telling you before the episode, right. That's something that I've been dealing with and still continue to deal with. It's not as much of an issue anymore as it used to be, but it's still something that's very much present in my life. Um, and I know it's present in my other siblings' life and you know, you kind of just live with it, right? You, you learn your own way to deal with it, but it is something that was kind of passed down onto us. And I don't necessarily feel like any less of a person or, or any, any more resent or anger towards my mom or anything like that. That's just, I'm like, okay, I recognize that's just something that I got from her, you know? But, um, yeah, I think it's in those teen years where you tend to kind of try to disconnect just to double down and try to reconnect later on. Right. Um, but it's interesting. Why, why is it that you go through that period? Why do you want to disconnect from your parents? Like, I still think about those years. Like, why was it so resentful? Why was it so angry? Like, what, why did I take it out on my parents? Like, at that point, all your parents have done is love you and care for you and do things for you. And then you're just like, you know what? I'm going to hate you today. You know, it's like, why? Yeah, I think it, it goes on with what you were saying, which is like, people just try to find their identity. I think that yeah. specific example is just not just you, but just like, it's dependent on the person. Cause sure. I, I didn't feel like that. Oh, okay. um, I was more rebellious. Yeah. Um, when I was a teenager, I listened a little bit less. I played more video games, um, but I was never really resentful. Um, and I know 
I'm sure there's people out there who were not at all resentful and maybe they became closer during that time. Um, yeah. It varies from person to person, of course, based on their parents, the kids' personality, a bunch of other things. But overall, I think what everyone goes through is just like trying to find themselves. That's why you see all mm -hmm. those movies, like rite of passage movies, where the teenager goes through some struggle and something, something, something happens. And at the end, they realize their parents are amazing and they love them. They start appreciating them a lot more. Um, yeah, yeah. For example, when you were saying about like your parents, you're being ashamed, like when your parents would pick you up, like I would have loved that. Like I, I got picked up maybe like 10 times in my entire school career. And I mm -hmm. would have loved to have gotten like picked up because it was like, it was hot. You had to wait for the bus. The bus was always mm -hmm. packed. Sometimes like, for example, in middle school, the bus would get there, like, especially like on Wednesdays. So Wednesdays you would get out early. You guys would get out early too, right? Yeah. 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 So Wednesdays, you would get out early. I think it was like around one thirty uh, or 2 o'clock, something like that. But the buses would not come for some reason. I don't know what it was. Actually, I, I should look into that because now I'm an adult. And now I can submit a fucking claim or something like that. Yeah, now I can complaint. complain about it. Now I can complain about it. Like <laughs> You get out of school early, but the buses don't come until the regular time, which is usually like 3 or 4. So you're legit there for like 2 oh. or three two hours, something like something like that, two hours and 30 minutes. And it's okay. But imagine this in like the summer. Mm. Yeah. And so we would just be there like bored out of our minds. Yes. We had iPods at that time. We right. had other little things there, but like, what do you do for that long? Or you just get bored. Um, anyways, That's interesting. it would have been awesome for me to get picked up. The only time that I got picked up was I was really sick. And most of the time my mom would just be like, just, keep going <laughs> just like what are you gonna do um so yeah. the only times when i was really really sick and actually i called them like i'm i'm sick sick or when i got uh detention or in trouble or you know stuff that yeah. sort of, they're like <laughs> where i didn't want them but they called and they were like you need to come pick up your son I'm like yeah whatever anyway so it's just really about what you what you appreciate and and i really do think that eventually unless your parents were just really, really horrible to you when you were like a kid or a teenager, you do go turn back and, and, t and think like, yeah, I actually do really appreciate my parents. Like they did this for me, they did this other thing for me. And a lot of people, including again, some of my sisters, like they think like they were just born the way they were. Like no mm. one's ever helped me. Right. I did this on my own. I'm self-made and I just can't help, but, literally laugh at their faces. I'm not going to lie because that makes zero sense to me. You're telling me from the time you came out the womb, you just started working, you started grinding, you started earning money for your house and your, and your cars. Come on, man, come on. Like I, I, I know that my mom has helped me a lot. My younger sister has knows that my mom has helped her a lot. Yeah. My other sisters kind of, they're like, Hmm. Well, actually, we did this, and, and I get it. Maybe it's something, like, from the older children, you know, because they feel like we have to think about this varies, right, from the oldest to the middle child to the youngest yeah. children, different experiences. That was a, that was a I point know, I wanted to make. I know for a fact that I did get things easier than they did. I know mm -hmm. I did. I'm not going to say I didn't. But it doesn't mean that they worked harder. It doesn't mean that they, you know, got things necessarily like, why don't you make the best out of the situation? If you may, if, if, if you think that my parents were hard on you back then, why don't you figure out some system, you know, like right. how I did. 
and how I got the things that I wanted to was literally going to school. And I knew my mom was receptive when I got A's. So what did I go to school? I just went in and got A's. And then whenever I wanted to go on a field trip, whenever I wanted to go on a sleepover with a friend, like, mom, you know, like, look at all these, look at all these A's I got right here. Like, check these out. I'd be like, all right, fine. Like, thank you. Yeah, it's like, mom, I'm a good kid. I promise. Let me do things (laughs) in my life. Yeah. 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 It it is funny, right? That that is something I wanted to bring up where this whole dynamic shifts when you're talking about families that have multiple kids, right? Because there's people out there that are only child, right? And it's like, they're a whole different breed. But then there's the people that come from families where either they're the youngest, the eldest, or the middle child, right? In my case, and in Juan's case, we're the younger child or children. Um, We're the badass kids, you know? We're the cool guys. And I've heard that so many times in my family as well, that I had it easier, right? And growing up and hearing that, I hated hearing that. I was like, there's no way. Like, where's the easy times? Like, I'm not having a great time. Like, I'm out, I'm out here struggling, you know? Yep. And one thing that I pride myself with is, like, being very uh, hardworking, you know, having a good work ethic. Because I started working, as I've said before, when I was, like, around 12 with my dad, right after school. And although maybe the first few weeks or months was mostly me just kind of hanging out or just seeing, like, I very much started working, like, right away. Right. Once my dad realized that I could actually physically do something like, all right, get to work. Right. And I pride myself with that. And I'm like, I don't think anybody like I don't think any of my other siblings started working at that age. You know, even my uh, my older brother, my dad would say that he had helped him in the past. I'm like, but at 12 years old, like there's no way. Right. And so, you know, that's for me, something was like that I could kind of uh, hold, you know, like, hey, I have this. Hey, I did this. You know, you guys said that you had it hard. I was working at this age. You know, what's your argument, right? And of course, everybody is subjective. Everybody has their bias and everybody makes their argument, right? But like you said, at the end of the day, it's like you have your perspective, right? Whatever was difficult or hard for you was difficult and hard for you. Whatever was difficult or hard for your sibling was difficult and hard for them, right? There's no comparison there. Because it's your own life. So whatever is difficult for you in that moment is truly difficult for you. And if it takes more inner will, more strength to get through that phase of your life, through that day, through that year, but that's what you had to do, right? And so I don't think it's fair to make comparisons of who had a harder life or who had a harder um, childhood, right? There's just no comparison there. But let's not belittle each other's lives. Let's not belittle each other's efforts, right? Okay, I hear you. You had a struggle when you were younger. I got you. But I did too. You know, respect that, right? And so the funny thing here is like as a parent, you always hear this from your parents, right? It's like, oh, I love you all the same. Like I I care for you all the same, right? But think about that. As a parent, if you have your eldest child, you know, you have to love them. You have to make sure that they're growing up to be a good young adult as you're raising your other children, Right. So it might appear at some point that you love your younger children more than the eldest. Right. Because they're newborns. They're very young. Right. They're going through the phase where you could perhaps be a little bit more affectionate with them. Whereas your older child is going through the teen years. Right. And so it's like difficult to kind of keep everything level or at least make it appear to be level. 
right? Where everybody's on a neutral ground. But yeah, I mean, that's why I have so much more respect for parents because, you know, how do you find a time in a day to raise children? And then on top of that, have a job, have a career, get your bills paid, make sure everybody's fed, make sure everybody's getting the clothes on their backs, like all these things that you don't even think about as a kid, right? Like, I have so much more respect for parents. Because right now, as you and I are, are talking about these things in our lives and trying to develop ourselves into these young adults, right? And trying to become better people. And we've said this before. I could not imagine being a parent right now. I could not imagine having to raise a kid right now. Because I myself am still very much trying to develop myself. And, and still, still trying a child. to. <laughs> it's, yeah. You can make that argument. You honestly I am could. Too. Yeah. You know? Actually, I'm not a child anymore. But, but yeah. Still don't want to have kids. Yeah. I mean, I feel very much like a young adult, you know, but yeah. Imagine on top of all the things that you deal with right now, on top of all the things that I'm dealing with right now, then you got to have a kid in your life and raising them. Right. Like look at the people that we grew up with that had children at a very young age, (laughs) you know, getting spicy out here. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm not calling you guys out. I'm just saying, (laughs) how'd you do it? How'd you do it? No you know? yeah, props. I mean, like, because you're yeah. still a kid yourself. And like, you know, I'm 24 right now. Right. And I'm calling myself a kid. Imagine somebody that actually was like considered a minor and had a kid themselves. Like that 16, is crazy 17. to me. Yeah. That is crazy to me. Right. Yeah. Immediately being thrown out into the world with a child and saying, all right, time to go get a job with when no diploma. Like, forget the parties. Like, how do you even get a house? How do you get a place to live? Like, how do you get a car? Thinking about that, though, at that those years, that's why I asked, like, where, when, are you, when do you party? You know, when you're 18, <laughs> when you're 20, sick. when you're 21, you think that, were you thinking about buying a house when you were 21? Come on. No, but I'm thinking in, in the no context chance. that you have a child. Doesn't matter. I, I, I think, <laughs> it, no, I think it doesn't matter. You have a kid and I understand you want to be responsible for, for him, for them, whatever. But you can't jump over years. You can't have the wisdom and the maturity that I have at 25, at 21. Just because you have a kid, it doesn't change you fundamentally. And you think like, oh, I have a kid. Well, now I got to be mature. Now, it doesn't matter if you say, (laughs) now I got to be mature. Now I got to figure things out. Yeah. To me, that's bullshit. That comes with years, right? You can't just force things. It's the same reason why people who are in like bad relationships or want to figure themselves out, they have kids. I'm like, you're stupid. That that's not gonna change you as a person, and I fully mean that, yeah. very disrespectfully to whoever be doing that. Yeah, kid is not gonna change you. It's not gonna fix your relationship. It's not gonna do whatever it is you're looking for. That's yeah. why I disagree with what you're saying there. When you're 21 and you have a kid, yes, you're gonna want to care for it. It's natural, your your maternal, your paternal instinct, but you're still a kid. And you mm-hmm. still didn't party at 21 and you still have the society that says, Hey, you're 21, go to Vegas, go get fucked up. Hey, <laughs> you know, you're 22, go do this, go do that. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think you're still a child. You're not going to be thinking about buying a house at 21. I, I, I don't think that's the case. I, th- I think that's a very good argument. And I definitely see your point there, but at the same time, I also almost want to believe that when you have a child at a younger age, or I mean, at any age, really, it's like, it almost forces you to take action. Right. Because it is a second life that you're, you're looking after. At least I would hope. Right. It does. It does change you. I'm not arguing yeah. that. I'm just saying, you how many things talking. out there do you think change you that fundamentally? Right. We've talked to, like, put, put kids aside. Mm-hmm. Me and you have specifically talked about 
how many things out there really change fundamentally your life? Because you have these conferences where people literally go to try to hear something that will change the way their mind works. I have the tip, I have the secret, I have this other thing. Mm. And maybe it's just because of the things that I've consumed with like Goggins and, and Haynes and Jocko's like nothing out there will change your mind fundamentally like that. Only experiences and difficult times over an extended yeah. period of time will fundamentally change you. So if you have one a kid for 10 days, for a month, for a year, you're not going to be as changed as then let's say you have that kid for 20 years. Now stuff has changed because now stuff has been drilled into you. But if you have that kid at 18, 19, 20, and that 21st birthday comes around, guaranteed, almost guaranteed, you're going to leave the kid with your parents or you're going to go get fucked up. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that makes you a bad parent. Mm. You're just still growing. What you have to figure out is how to grow with a kid, how to go get fucked up, enjoy your 21st, <laughs> come back. You're still a mother. Figure out how to do that. You're still a father. Figure out how to be that, right? So it's yeah. finding yourself. It's a lot more difficult. Just like we found ourselves at 18, 20, 21, they have to do the same thing, but now they have to do it with a kid. Yeah. I mean, I personally can't remember, because I used to go to parties and stuff when I was younger. I personally can't remember ever seeing a mother there, but maybe I also wasn't even paying attention that much. How would you, you know? know? I mean, she's not going to be carrying the baby. Well, that, and also I was probably fucked up to the point where I wouldn't even know who the hell else was there. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. There's a, there's, that defeats that, that, <laughs> that point I was trying to make, but no, I mean, that, that is very true. That is very true. I mean, going through that phase of life of where you've become of age enough to be able to legally drink, but you have a child. It's like, you are very much a child yourself. How do you balance growing up? as well as trying to nurture a second life. That's, that's unfathomable. That is absolutely crazy to me. I mean, I could not begin to imagine what that would be like. And I don't want to, right? Which is the reason why I'm, I'm single and, and have no children myself. Single um, and not ready to mingle? <laughs> or single and ready to mingle? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a little iffy. Right single little and iffy. thinking about mingling for all you ladies out there. <laughs> he's just thinking about it but he can be convinced trust me yeah i'm open-minded like i said before i'm I'm very open-minded i will interact with certain things if they come my way but for the most part i'm set in stone on trying to just <laughs> be a better person kind of an explanation is that i hey, will interact with things if they come my way <laughs> the fuck is this <laughs> just say you'll go into I relationships will... or not you'll date <laughs> You can use date and relationships. You will not get back. I, I, I will. I will entertain the thought of going into a relationship. Okay, there we go. I'm open minded. <laughs> I could sound like a like a social experiment. Stop now. sounding like a robot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, kids is definitely like a no for me, right? Anything else like relationships, dating? Okay, I'll do that. Kids definitely no. Um, but again, because I'm so fixed on my position on having children. I respect the parents that are having children so much more, right? Because it's a huge commitment. I, I would honestly say being a parent or having a child is one of the most important things in life, right? Yeah. Because you're essentially creating something. You're creating another life. You're nurturing another life. You're bringing somebody else into this world that could very much be the change in this world. Like imagine if your child is Elon Musk, if it's Albert Einstein, if it's Martin Luther King, 
right? Malcolm X, like imagine being that person's parents, like Rosa Parks, you know, like, wow, what kind of people were their parents? Yeah. Because we hear about these figures in life, right? These important figures that whose legacies will continue to live on even past their, their actual life. But what about their parents? Right? Like, that's amazing to me. Like, Would remember you be that disappointed one? if you have a kid and it's not Al Bryanstein? No, no. I mean, no, not at all. I mean, oh, okay. I, I would love my child, whatever, you know, whoever they are, right? Boy, girl, uh, non-binary, you know, whatever. Like, I, I would not care who they are. As long as they know that I love them, I think that's all that matters. You it know? just excites would, you, like the opportunity of them being someone great excites you. No, I mean, what excites me is just having a somebody to show, like, hey, like, this is life. Like, welcome to this life. Welcome to this experience. Okay. Let me show you the ropes, and then I'm going to, you know, push you off the cliffside okay. like birds. I just asked because you were, you were talking about, like, Albert Einstein and Elon Musk and all these other people. I'm just thinking, like, this kid's going to yeah. <laughs> – this guy is going to make a Elon Musk next – <laughs> no, it's like, like it's like, buddy. Let me tell you, you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's just, I, I just know that parents who go into it. I mean, we've talked about it, like who are super intense and want their kids to be someone. Yeah, yeah. Their kids just end up hating them. You know, oh, uh, yeah. that's there's a, a lot of resentment. General statement. Some some may not, but it's just you know, whenever you try to make a kid something that they don't want to be, like, no, good no, luck. No. You, good you're, luck. Uh, you're gonna be spending a lot of money on therapy. Yeah, you're you're. That's an uphill battle, and not not at all. I'm I'm genuinely just interested when I'm ready to have a, a child, right? To to nurture and, and love them and let them know how much they mean to me. You know, even if it becomes embarrassing, like I don't even care. It's like I will literally kiss them on the cheek, dropping them off at school. If they get embarrassed, whatever, like, hey man, I don't want you to resent me for not loving you enough. I want you instead to resent me for loving you too much or being too affectionate. I don't care. <laughs> See, but like, then you said you were embarrassed when your parents absolutely. dropped you off. Absolutely. <laughs> and that was and affection. <laughs> yeah. And that's the funny thing, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like you circle back to it. You double down on it, right? You grow up with certain experiences. You become embarrassed. You're like, oh, I hate my parents for this. But then later on, you realize like, I love them for that. I love them that on top of them knowing that I, was embarrassed and hated these things they did it anyways because that's true love right mm -hmm. like you know like whenever your parents call you out like hey you're doing this wrong again and you're like i know right and you're so like pissed off that they called you out on something that you're doing wrong again but they will continue to do that repeatedly over and over again until you get it right and then when you finally get it right you might not even hear any like sort of like compliment or anything you just okay you did it right cool you move on and you're like what? Like you're always calling me out and doing things wrong, but what about when I actually do something right? And it's like, that's just a life lesson. And you move on, you carry on, you continue to live life. But then you fast forward years later and you think back to that moment. You're like, I remember that lesson. Wow. Like thanks to my parents or thanks to that moment in time when I was so angry about this one thing, like I became a better person from that, you know? Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to when I have kids. It's one yeah. of the, uh, things I look forward to. And actually, I can actually like see myself. I actually see myself. I can, I know that if I were to have a kid like around this age, which I don't think it would necessarily be planned. Cause I don't, you know, I don't necessarily want a kid around this age, right. but, you know, accidents happen. And <laughs> oh. in case, in that case, even that I, I'd, I'd feel comfortable. Yeah. Like I, you would, you would I call know. your child an accident. 
Yeah, dude. I would put that in their birth name. Of course not. <laughs> on their Christ. birth certificate. Yeah. The, like, it would be their middle name. Whatever blank, you know, accident blank. No, I would not do that. In quotation marks. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I really, I do look forward to that because I know yeah. it'll be one of the biggest challenges um, of my life. And I just always love fucking difficult things. Anything that's difficult, I am in. There's a reason I'm like, I did my bachelor's in math, I'm doing data science, super difficult stuff. And there's a reason I would want to be. <laughs> I mean, obviously, all the other reasons as well that you mentioned, but also I just think it would be an incredible challenge that would make me better as well. Um, just something people forget. Maybe it's maybe it's something I won't understand until I'm a parent, but I've never liked the idea that when you're a parent, like that's your number one identity. Mm -hmm. You are a parent and then you're an, an individual. Like, I don't want that. I, that. That's something I don't want. I want like a balance of like, yeah, I'm a parent, but similar to like, if you have five jobs, like I want a parent to just be one of those jobs. Like I'm a parent, but I'm also this and I'm also that. And I'm also that. Yes. It will be my one priority, you know, sort of like number one priority, but I don't ever want it to be my sole fucking priority where yeah. nothing else really matters. I'm not investing anymore. I'm not working anymore. I'm not trying to create something anymore. All my effort is just going into them, you know, because in that case, to me, that's just how you lose yourself. And I can't be to me a good father if I lose myself. Right. Because then imagine like me, who I am right now, imagine me in 30 years, if I <laughs> want to see what, what 30 year, 30 year older me thinks about this, but if he's like soft, if he doesn't work out, if he doesn't do like all these other things, you know, then it's like, I'm sure I'll be a good father. But to me, it's like, where's the work ethic come from? Because personally mm -hmm. for me, the things that I learned from my mom, I learned cause she showed me, she never said, Hey, by the way, this is how you work hard. She just worked 15 hours a day. Right. She worked 13 hours a day. And I was like, damn, yo, like I'm coming from school, like seven, eight hours and I'm tired and wanting to play video games and take a nap. And she's coming after like 13, 15 hours to make us some food, you know, at whatever Crazy. time she comes, she's like, Hey, you guys hungry? Obviously we were hungry. Um, my sister would make us like, you know, simple things like sopas, stuff like that. But my mom yeah. would come in and like, all right, we're now we're going to actually, you know, do yeah. something. Obviously it was simple stuff because she was tired. She was exhausted, but it was like, that was, that is work, right? Yeah. And that is work. And that is the example of work. And that, yeah. that's, that's the reason why I said like some part of who I am right now in this youth, you want to call it has to live on to be that parent. Because if mm -hmm. I'm pushing my kids to like, Hey, you got to be better. You got to try better. And like, well, what, what are you doing, dad? It's like, fuck, if I can't answer that question <laughs> to me, I fail. Yeah. You know? Cause the it's example like I'm teaching is you me, to be a better person. <laughs> the example is worth a lot more to me than the words. I don't care. Yeah. Like, same thing here, right? It's the whole point of like this podcast. Like, I don't care if anyone believes like what I'm saying, I will show it. Right. right? Same thing with you, right? There's no point to me. Just like the words, like, yeah, the words matter a lot and they'll tell you a lot about a person, but nothing will ever tell you everything like the work ethic. So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, actions definitely speak louder than words. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this, like when you were speaking, uh, right now, like 
there's people out there that try to just justify themselves as a good person because they're a good parent. And that is like, that, that kind of like triggers me sometimes. And I'm like, well, I think you're supposed to be a good parent anyways, you know? And I don't think just because you're a good parent means, I don't think that like directly relates to you being a good person, you know? Like there's people that hold it up like a trophy too. Like, Oh, I'm just, I'm the best parent. It's like, well, you should be because you want the best for your kids. I don't, and I would think that everybody does. So yeah, good for you, but not good for you though. Right. I think as a parent, like say right now where we are in our lives, we have very high expectations for ourselves. We push ourselves right to our near limit. Sometimes even past that. Right. Sometimes we're asking for the eighth day of the week. Right. Which is the thing is hilarious. That Juan said that, um, that's where we are now. I think as a parent, you hold yourself to even higher standard, even higher expectations because you're now responsible for somebody else, not just yourself. So to feel like you need some sort of a reward is kind of like, what? Like, no, like you're, like you're saying, it's another job. It's another responsibility. It's another thing that you're adding to your resume in a sense of life, right? There's no, additional congratulations or additional celebration or an additional pat on the back. That's it. You're just a parent. you now have a family. You love them. You shouldn't be needing some sort of recognition because you're a good parent. Right. I don't know. It's weird to me. Um, I, yeah, I, agree. I don't know. I, sure. I, I, it's it just same thing about everything. Me. Same thing about everything, right? Like what do you need recognition when you go to work out? Your recognition right, when like, you go and do your work, same thing. There's no, yeah. there's no point, right? It's like some sort of validation that people need for yeah, what you, you should do your job and not expect anything in return. In most cases, you will. Like my mom, for example, all her work, I I try on my own to like, not just tell her like, hey, I'm thankful, but like show her like, hey, I'm thankful, right? Yeah. The reason, I mean, I wanted to go to that one super like bougie restaurant in Mexico, but I also wanted to take her, you know? Yeah. And it was like the most amazing experience for me because I love culinary stuff, but also for her because she was like, I've never done this before. I've never done this right. before. I've never done this other thing before. They gave her, a, we were like, oh, it's it's her birthday. It wasn't really her birthday. It was her birthday in like a week or two. But anyways, mm. um, and then they brought her a special dessert with like gold on it. And she was like, Ooh. I ate gold. She was like so excited. She was like, I never thought I would eat gold in my life. And Man, to me, it's awesome. like, I don't know. I saw it on the shows and I, nothing about it really like, you know, it's like, it's just gold, whatever. But yeah. for her, it was something that was really special for her. It was something that I'm like, I never thought I would eat gold. And she just felt like most amazing. I was telling her like, mom, you're going to poop gold now. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's what happens now. Um, nice. But anyways, just things of that sort where I'm like, Hey, like, you know, I didn't have to tell her that moment. Like, I'm thankful. I yeah. showed her. Like, you hey, showed it. Yeah. I, I organized this trip. This is for me again, but also for you. I did this for you. I know you like this sort of stuff. I know that you've never been to something like that, right? Now she can tell mm-hmm. her friends, like, oh, yeah, I've been to the ninth best restaurant in the world. Like, square up. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't talk to that. But, you know, nice. that's... uh. You got you to gotta show as much as much or even more, I think, than, than everything you talk about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You definitely got to return the love. I mean, I, I try to go out of my way and invite my parents to, to lunch and dinner throughout my work week. You know, I'll, I'll get off of work early or I'll take a lunch break during work just to come home and, and see if we can eat something together. Um, 
you know, little things like that. Sometimes on the weekends, maybe go out to a restaurant and eat and stuff like that. But I definitely do want to make the effort. And, you know, I, I always tell them thanks for everything that they do. But you're right. You're totally right. You have to show it. Just saying it doesn't really mean anything. What about all the yeah. years that they spent trying to help you grow into a young adult, a young teenager, a young kid, taking you to your soccer games or whatever? Like, what about that? You think they were just speaking about it? Like, no, they showed it. They actually did it. And it's time for you to return yeah. that as well. So, you know, for the people that are listening, if you haven't, here's a reminder. Say thanks to your parents, but don't just say it, though. Also show it, right? Take them out to eat. You don't necessarily have to buy them anything, right? But you could take them out to go on a walk, go to the beach, go some sort of a trip, right? Yeah. Do these things for your parents now to show the appreciation, to to remind them that you love them, too. And you know, keep that, that relationship strong. Um, I also want to ask you this to kind of, uh, tie this episode together. So we talked about our parents, right? We, uh, shout out to our parents and right? thanks to our parents. We're here because of them. Now let's talk about what it would look like for you. For example, if you were to now take having a child more seriously and say, okay, I'm ready. What would your partner look like? What kind of a mother would you want for your child? First of all, I think I I may have not told you this. Maybe I told my mom and my sister. I've been I've been ready. I think I was ready like about a year ago. Um, okay. Because I think one of the things that like I think a lot of people are ready mentally and and emotionally, but maybe not mm -hmm. financially. And that's that's a difficult part there to really get some financial stability. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't get a kid if you're not really financially stable. I understand it's like life is hard, right? Like, are you going to wait until you have a really good job to have a kid? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But how my partner would look, um, I think she would have to be similar, but also opposite to me in some things. Um, specifically to me, the thing that I've always said is like, I really hope that she's not as intense as I am. I hope she's intense in terms of like being ambitious and wanting to be better. So, so, so on and so forth. But I hope that she's not as intense as I am because that kid is not going to have an easy life. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be two people pushing him or her. And you know, there's, there, there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a, a good cop, bad cop sort of thing, you know, of, well, this, this parent is always going to ask more of you. And this parent might, you know, give you that lollipop and, and say like, don't tell your dad or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah, yeah. there has to be a balance there. Um, overall, just someone who also understands, I think number one, even before kids, like I think the relationships that I'm looking for is like, you understand what struggle is. I've had mm -hmm. previous partners that were great in just about every sort of sense, but they had a very, very easy life. And I never thought in my life, honestly, that that would be something that I would be looking for, but it's so hard to connect when someone doesn't know what the struggle is. When someone was just spoon fed from the very beginning, their parents are very well off. Their parents didn't make them work for things, right? That for me, at least is something that I can't seem to really have a successful relationship with someone who is like that. And right. I know that I wouldn't be able to raise a kid that way either, because mm. again, I expect to be very, very financially stable in the future and, and very well off, but somehow I'm going to find a way to 
show my kids what hard work is, to show my kids why you have to work hard, even though genuinely, yeah, I could probably just give them everything they want, but I'm not going to do that, right? Because there has to be some sort of lesson there. So show have to be a balance of, of what I have and also what I don't have. I like that. She would essentially be the yin to your yang. She would complete you. There you go. Beautifully said. What yeah. about for you? Um, I mean, very much along the same lines. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want somebody that's exactly like me um, because I would want to show my child that you can be different things, that you don't have to necessarily resemble one certain aspect of life or one certain um, path in life. Um, so, I mean, if she was to be like completely opposite for me and somehow we could make a relationship work that way, I'd be all for it. You know, like I'm very open-minded, so I don't yeah. have like a specific, oh, she needs to be this way or she has to look this way. Right. But definitely different enough to the point where we could show our, our future child, like, Hey, like you could be like me or you could be like your mom, you know, you could be either way, or you could be none of us. You could be different from us, you know? And essentially yeah. just have a partner that's willing to be open-minded enough to, to nurture and show our child, like, Hey, like you could be whatever you want in life. You don't have to be anything that you don't want to be. Right. I think that's the most important thing because I think that kind of, um, mindset would allow our future child to, to really truly enjoy life and truly become something awesome. You know, we, I wouldn't want to raise a child and limit them. If that makes sense. I want to literally yeah. put them like almost like hold them like the Lion King, you know, when they're holding up, what is it like symbol or whatever. And it's like, you're holding them up. And it's like, you see the whole world. Right. And you see everybody looking at you. Like, that's what I want. I want them to be yeah. like, look at all of this. You could do whatever you want. Right. That's what I would want to be as inspirational, motivational for, for our future young child. But other than that, I don't really have any other ideas really. Um, like I said, I'm not ready, but when I'm ready, I'll know. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to that day yeah. when I, uh, when I have a child because it's the next step in life. Yeah. And I've said this before about other things, but you can't expect to have a kid and then figure out how to become a parent. You have to start becoming a parent before you're a parent. Same right. thing with like, right. Becoming a CEO and becoming a leader. You just stumble upon a CEO role. And now I'm a leader. Now I'm going to really try and figure this out. No, you're, you're a CEO years before. And I think in the same, very same sense, you have to be a parent years before yeah. you have to learn things and really figure out what are your values? What are your morals? Help people be empathetic, maybe mentor people and figure out, okay, well, this person's this way. And I helped them out in this other way. And by the time you have a kid, you have all these other experiences, you have all these things, then you hit the ground running, right? I think one of the worst things it's just stumbling upon a new position, uh, becoming a parent, whatever it is, and you just figure out as you go. I think parent is maybe one of those few things where you kind of still have to figure out things as you as you go, but there are definitely values and things that you can talk about, especially like with your with your boyfriend, with your girlfriend, with your whatever it is, with your partner, about like, hey, how are we going to raise a kid? You know, something like religion. Like, are we going to do? you know, as Christian, no religion, this thing, that thing, um, all these other aspects that should definitely be, be taken account before even, you know, getting down to the business. Yeah, I agree 100%. There's no, um, there's no other way to do it besides preparing yourself for it with time, 
working towards it and yep. ultimately embodying that very same thing you want to be with time, but it takes time. So have patience True. with yourself. And, um, also shout out to, uh, to single parents out there too, you know, because yep. they're not only being the mother or the father, they're both. And that if we're talking about, you know, like say like the, the people that have kids at a young age, right. And that's complicated. Now imagine being both for your child, right? Mm -hmm. At a young age or an older age, whatever. But just being both for a child, I think, is a lot. Uh, so shout, shout out, out to you, to all single, the single parents mothers, out there. All the single, single fathers, all the single mothers. My mom hooking it up too. Shout, shout out. out to all of you. Yep. Uh, and yeah, all, all the only other thing I want to say is thanks to all the parents out there. Um, and with Appreciate that, y'all, we go to our words of wisdom. Um, now, this is a quote that I've heard a lot. Um, I mean, so much. And it definitely uh, reminds me a lot of my own family because I've heard this within our own conversations. Um, yeah, and it goes as follows. Never complain about the things your parents couldn't give you. It's probably all they had. I know it's the case for you, and I know it's the case for me. Absolutely. Hopefully that uh, gives some people perspective out there. Maybe make them think twice about their parents. If you're going through the stage where you're a little resentful still or a little angry at your parents, maybe just think about that a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more appreciative. Um, and then with that, we close off this episode. Thanks, everybody. Please like, share, and subscribe. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at The Intrinsic Podcast. Uh, you know, we're still... Busting out reels, making more content for you guys. So hopefully you guys like that. I know I'm definitely liking it. Yep. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, make sure to hit our DMs on Instagram. Um, yeah. And if you like what we do, let us know. Shoot us a DM, share our episodes, tell a friend, neighbor, neighbor's dog, as usual. And, uh, and yeah, have a great day, everybody. Remember to fold your bed, everyone. Yes, yes, dude. Yes. I was uh, dude, I was thinking about saying that. And I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not gonna put Juan on the spot. But I god damn you. it. Thanks you thank you. Thank you. I got thank you. you for saying that. Have a good one, everyone. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Peace out, everybody.